Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Today's podcast episode is so juicy. The fabulous Andrea Lopez, comedy, and Paul Wharton are back. But first, let's thank our sponsors. Thanks to you guys. You know the best way to support this show is to call and frequent our sponsors like you do with Rothy's, who's been like the longest time sponsor. So is Horizon Fibroids. I love Horizon Fibroids and Dr. Will. Three people just won free consultations for their fibroids. You know, fibroids can cause issues with fertility. They're extremely painful, long periods, and lots of women don't know because obviously you go to your OB at first, that uterine fibroid embolization is a non-surgical procedure, very low downtime. You're in, you're out this very same day. Um, Dr. Will goes in through your wrist. Look, it's like magic, only I do think you're sedated somewhat. Uh, So it's like a non-major surgery procedure. Horizonfibroids.com is the website. Go there. They accept almost all insurance. And if you want a direct introduction, um, he did give away those three fibroid-free consultations, but you can also get a very affordable consultation and he can talk to you about your insurance. You can always go to horizonfibroids.com and sign up or the Sarah Frazier show at gmail.com. Email me. I'm happy to connect you. Also, Jacob Ajubi from State Farm Insurance. He's your guy. Life insurance, auto insurance, auto insurance, which is what State Farm is known for, can save you big bucks. Don't you want to save some cash? Yes, we do. Call my guy, Jacob Ajubi, 571 918 1008. 
That's 571-918-1008. He is the best in the business, and he also just launched pet insurance with State Farm. Really, really big, because we all know if you have a pet now, it's thousands and thousands of dollars. And what if they get cancer, and they're a designer dog, or they're like a shelter dog that you love? Yeah, well, State Farm has pet insurance starting for right around $30 a month for your dog, cat, your owl, whatever you got, all right? Call him, Jacob Ayubi, and you can always go to statefarm.com slash Jacob, A-Y-U-B-I. You guys, today we have, this could potentially be the band is back together because we're expecting Paul Ward to join the show. KJ, what? Okay, uh, and AJ, this is going to be an awkward show because I have this baby and Schman is loading the car. The dynamics are different, right? The, the dy- <laughs> no, KJ, no. KJ. KJ. Mommy, mommy's hard. Did you put him in the car? Did you put him in the car? <laughs> you know, doing a podcast with a 10-week-old. This is what it's like, folks. This is what it's this like. This is what it's like. All right, hold on one sec. Where'd your passy go? All right, come on. Daddy's going to take you. Okay, you're, you're cutting it. Okay. Daddy's got you. Nice. All right. Good cameo here. Good cameo. Okay. All right. Back to the show. Anyway, <laughs> Paul might join us, but you know, who knows? Really? I mean, we have no idea. It's tough to say. Is he? Is it because he's booked or is it because he just, you know, he doesn't really see us as a big appearance? Um, probably he doesn't see us as a big appear- enough appearance yet. But the truth of the matter is you and I are working on some big stuff and he's going to fucking regret that. <laughs> so happy like you have not been on the show and like except Ugh. for bef- like it was before KJ was born so I was still pregnant you've met KJ um I am beyond proud of you I, uh, I, and I told you this I was like I have a premonition because I want to hear all your auditions you you need to inspire okay. everyone because you you are you are getting like legit auditions I don't think people I know you're kind of hesitant to share all this on your social but I don't think people realize like how close you're getting yeah, well, I hate to blow up my spot, but uh, but yeah, it's it's been a really good year. Like since I would say the past six months have been really good. Of course, as things are starting to open back up, but it is real exciting, guys. I've been working on a potential sketch show that we're pitching. Um, I'm one of the cast members. It's going to be a whole Latin cast and crew. Okay, I have a pre- um, I had a premonition. I think you're going to get this show. I think it's going to be on a uh, legit network. Now, I do have th- I had this premonition. I think it's only going to last two seasons, but I think it's going <laughs> to last you. I do- I'm sorry. I had this feeling. I had this feeling, but it doesn't matter because it's going to launch you and then you're going to yes. go on to bigger things. But I really think this show is going to get a two-season run and um it look, it's with a legit network. But I, you know, I just have a feeling you're going to be one of the strongest cast members and you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's I know. That's my. That's and and is this, is this a premonition that came to you through a dream? How did this come to you? Well, you were just daydreaming, thinking about it. You know, I have these weird blinks, like these moments that just like yes. like, and then they come true, right? Uh, sadly, I've had them for like things that like were bad, right? That that worked mm-hmm. out. But I just know. I think this show is going to happen. I think it's getting a first season. I think it's getting a second season. Beyond that, I can't <laughs> predict. But it doesn't matter because it's gonna it's gonna be paying you well. You're gonna be SAG after union. You're everybody's gonna know. You're, you, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Because that's just the entertainment business. No, sh- what show lasts forever? You know, you get two solid seasons. Hell, 
great. I know. Starting out, I'll be happy with two seasons. Faux show. But uh, yeah, I, I got to go to LA and then we're both moving officially. I mean, well, I also auditioned for this other uh, reality show to be a host and I'm in the uh, the top 12. So it really is just a matter of time. Now that, sh- that will shoot in Philly. So I'll have to go to Philly for the summer. A reality show set in Philly. Is this, yes, the ba- yeah. are you replacing Chris Harrison? Is this The Bachelor? <laughs> Could you imagine? I, I, I honestly can't stand that show. And I know that that is a... Uh, a hard um, uh, argument like that's like a not a well-known argument that people say or well-known comment but I can't stand The Bachelor or The Bachelorette really franchise. you've never it's funny because they appeal to everybody your age I mean you're in your 20s that is yes. supposed to be like your show I I never watched it until quarantine until this past season with Matt James and Rachel Kirkconnell who are now back together so I feel like that was all a big you know PR stunt like he just dumped her at the finale Always. and then now they're back together but whatever so I did get into it, but it it's, I mean, I can see why after it's been on 20 seasons, like I wouldn't have, if I started out watching it, I wouldn't still be watching it, you know? To me, and I know it's, it's like uh, reality TV in general, I know it's not supposed to be real, but I just think the Bachelor franchise is the fakest. I mean, it's so, uh, and then Matt James makes out with his eyes open. I mean... Like, how did they cast him? I mean, did they not see him make out with anyone else prior to the show? It was so weird. It was, and he never even had a real girlfriend prior to that show. It was just yeah, so strange. I agree with you. Okay, so I guess it's not The Bachelor. What's it going to be? Oh, it's it, not The Bachelor. Is it going to be like not the Bachelor. A, a steak and um, cheese eating contest or what? Because you'd also be good at that. No- and now that is what I really wanted to pitch. I want I I did a um like a pilot episode for um a charcuterie brand, De Bruno Bros. I wanted to go to all these different meat and cheese spots and do like a a talk with the chef, a talk with the wine um connoisseur, like all that stuff. But this is actually a reality um dating show. So we'll see if it actually goes through. But it's actually in Philly. And I think I think it's in Philly because it's an affordable city for to film in millennials. Oh. Yes, to film it, to film it, and because prices are just like you can actually live a good life in Philly, unlike LA, unlike New York. Yeah, I know. So. Unlike New Jersey, it's yeah, it's crazy. Well, okay, that's super exciting. I mean, you're getting so close. Like, I just know Ugh. it's going to pop. Is there one that you are, like, praying for? Because I can remember, like, when I was on the cane, like, when I auditioned for the cane show, I was just like, oh, my God, right. please, God, give me that job. No, in hindsight, it was probably the wrong prayer. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was it was a good time. Yeah. Is there one you want more than the other? Well, don't get me wrong. Okay, so I would say I would love the sketch show to go forward, but I would like to do both uh, the uh, the dating show and the sketch show. So if the sketch show could just be pushed to like September, October, and then I could do the reality show this whole summer, you know, that'd be, I want my cake and eat it too. That would be awesome. Okay, so when's the timeline that you're going to find out for these things? So it, like... It- it is tough. You know, the uh, entertainment industry is ho- like, hurry up and wait. So, you know, we film everything and we get like takes of you and we do intros and outros and people see what you're like. And then you wait like three months or four months, five months. And then actually a year later, you see the show on TV and you go, oh, I guess I didn't book that. Okay. Uh, look, all I'm saying yeah. is I just pray that our documentary about us at Alien Stock does not <laughs> coincide with your <laughs> I know that's one thing we now that we've been waiting for two years to come to fruition. Where the fuck is that thing? 
Yeah, but the thing is, is the way the universe works is it's going to drop when we're both like, when we both are working on our projects or our projects are out and then people are going to yeah. be like, look at these two loons. How did they book anything? <laughs> exactly. They're actually going to retract after seeing the documentary. They're going to retract all of our contracts. Well. And we're going to say like, why did we ever film that doc about Area 51? I think Richard, who is the director of the Area 51 documentary, is sitting on it. I think he is holding it for when shit pops off for us and then he's going to release it. And we're going to look like two lesbians in a hotel that then went and chased aliens. It... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as you were, as you can recall, literally our opening scene was us on a bed with like snacks in front of us. Like we're ready to go. What did we look like? Two insane two moons going on yeah. to Nevada. I mean, and we'd rented yeah. some Chevy Malibu, and then we were like driving across the desert with Richard and his crew in the back seat. You know, I mean, it is really uh, and then remember we stopped out like in the desert to take pictures of us in our like bathing suits and they like filmed all that and we took like a thousand pictures i mean we literally look like paris and nicole back in the day when they were narcissistic fox like it because we really thought we we looked good and then so after like 30 minutes of us taking selfies they're like okay i think we got enough footage of this i was like no no no, no, i don't have the shot yet i look i'm so proud of you and i i say this i say this the correlation when your career took off is when i kicked you off the show and i'm just taking First of all, I didn't kick you off the show. I and people always are like, "Why don't you have a co-host?" It wasn't because it. Honest to God, we just knew. I seriously, I feel like we both knew if we really wanted to pursue our careers, I want to pitch a talk show. You want to be like sketch actress host. We needed to focus on those things. And being together, we gossiped for seven hours out of the day, and then we we recorded for one, and it was not productive. <laughs> Our to-do list had like two things checked off and I was like, wait a minute, how did we miss all of this? It was just, we were too much of best friends to be coworkers. It was really, it was really hard. It was, so you had to push me out of the nest and, um, you know, it's, it's, there's been challenges of course, but, um, every day there's like, there's more and more things that are happening and like popping up and I signed with the management company. So all has been good. Well, you had to push me out of the nest too, because the thing is, I, I love you. I love working with you. And, and truly and honestly, so like all the co-hosts, like Sammy taught me things. Sammy was great, but Sammy obviously doesn't want to be in broadcasting. So that's why that ended. Paul loves to do his own thing. And you by far are the best person that I ever worked with. Hardest working. I mean, no, no offense. No offense to the other two. But anyway, you were amazing. And my therapist told me, she's like, you need to stop co-hosting with men. You need to co-host with a woman. And it was the best thing for my career. To, you pushed me too, because if if not, we'd be doing the same thing and we'd be bitching about why are we not famous? And now we're like, Schman says to me, <laughs> do not complain to me. He's like, every day, what are you doing to reach your goal? And I'm like, well, I'm talking to AJ and gossiping. He's like, you're not reaching your goal. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> it's happening, girl, though. I know it. I can feel it. I can feel it for it both is, of us. It is. Yes. And and the crazy thing is, you know, I don't aspire to be the next Gal Gadot, like Scar Joe. You know, that's like Hollywood. Obviously, I love the movies and everything, but I do sometimes get imposter syndrome. Like if I'm a part of a big sketch group and I see all of these very well-seasoned comedians who are like in their 40s and 50s, they've been doing it for years. Of course, I do have that like pang of anxiety where I'm like, how, how am I here? What have I like, uh, you know, when they say, what's your experience? I go, TikTok and 
the five times, six times that I went on stage and they're like, oh, okay. You know, so sometimes it does get scary, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm ready to just like take on all the, all the experience, all the opportunities that come my way. And I never have that, you know, I'm never expecting to be in Marvel movies, although I will take the, I'll take the opportunity, but. That'd be awesome. I just started watching the Marvels. I never gave two shits, but Schman has me watching them in chronological order. Don't even get me started. It's like, whatever. You guys have a lot of time on your hands. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of working towards my goals. Yeah. Wow. We fucking watch. I just watched Ant-Man and the Wasp or whatever, Ant-Man 2. But every every A-list celebrity, I didn't realize, I guess I never paid attention. I didn't realize that every A-list star is in these films. Like, I didn't, I, just, I don't know. I didn't think they were that big of a deal. Well, you know, Paul Rudd does not strike me as Marvel <laughs> at all. Let me tell you, he is known as like the boyfriend who is like the fuddy-duddy background boyfriend, you know? And then... Marvel Man? He's Ant-Man? Okay. Have you seen okay. it? Have you seen those movies? I felt the same way until I watched it. And then I'm like, oh my God, I can't picture. Once you watch them, you can't picture anyone else. They're actually oddly good. It's so true. Ant-Man never got me excited because the the, the idea Rudd. of like a man, an ant. Yeah, but I would watch it for Paul Rudd because I do love him. The movies I got into were like The Joker and... Um, when he had the other girl, Birds of Prey, like all the, that cast, I was like so impressed by and I was obsessed with it. What she's like the really hot um, Australian actress. Margaret Robbie. That played. Mar- yes. Margaret. Margaret. Yeah. Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yes. Margaret. Ro- whatever. OK. Yes. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So now she- that like if, if I could ever do, you know, that sort of thing, that would be amazing. Yeah. You know. Oh, my God. I mean, look, you're on your way. I mean, you're kind of like Kristen Wiig. I want it to be that. I want you to end up with Barb and Star, you know? Hey, Barb. Now, uh, that's where I, that's where really where I do see myself end up. I had to have all these meetings with managers. And they're like, so what, um, what career do you love? I go, you know, Kristen Wiig. Um, I love Tiffany Haddish because she's done animated series movies. She's done comedy. Hosting. She's done hosting. Like, that is great to me. You know, Nikki Glaser. She's on a reality TV she, Nikki Glaser is also hosting a um, like Love Island or some some new show. So I, you know, I always point to her because she's she started in well, she started in comedy, but she had her own radio show. I love all that when they're multifaceted. I love that. I know. And I feel like you can't do one thing anymore. You have to be multifaceted. Is that it true? is so overwhelming, Sarah? Yeah, because they want they want to pay you less and they want you to be more talented than anybody else in the room. So it, it blows my mind, though, because I'm like, you know, back in the day, you showed up. All you had to have was great tits and an ass and a beautiful face. And you were the face of the entire production. Now, no, your ass has to write. It's got to be funny. It's got to memorize your lines. You've got to be a producer, a director, and you have to act. Oh, if you can edit, you could also edit, too, in the back. Like, if you... You have to have 10 roles. I mean, it's ridiculous. Okay, I think you touched upon two things that I think are really inspiring for people. So one, imposter syndrome. Let's talk about that. Because I feel like you should not yeah. at all feel that you are an imposter. Like when, I, <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Like uh, that is, like TikTok is a legit platform where people are being discovered. And, you know, yeah. everybody, uh, like sh- people used to say that shit to me back in the day in radio. Like it was so fucking mm-hmm. annoying. People would say to me, don't, you can't move to a major city because you can't, you can't just start in a major market 
market on radio. And I was like, right. why the fuck not? I tell people, move where you're going to be happy. Because if you're inspired by New York City or you're inspired by Atlanta, Georgia, you are going to shine and do your best work there. Fuck everybody who says, oh, you have to cut your chops or whatever. People were like, you need so to true. go and start in New Hampshire. And and make, like people, when I moved to D.C., were like, you should think about moving to Delaware, down to Ocean City, actually. And I was like, I'm not fucking moving to Ocean <laughs> City. Now, now I know you're in Ocean City currently. And Ocean City is awesome for a weekend, but I'm like, I'm not moving there. Anyway, it was the same. People used to say that shit about me because I had no radio experience, really, when I started with Kane. Like, I'd worked one other year on a morning show. So, fuck that. And people that are older that have been cutting their chops, great. They're like, they did it a different way. So, how do you, how are you calming yourself down and out of imposter syndrome when you're in the room with these other people that appear to have more experience? It always happens after the production ends or we wrap filming um, and then everyone says, you know, they'll, the directors or the people that are m- very much in charge will come up to me and they say, we're so impressed with what you did. We loved it. And those, you know, it, it really does start with like, you have to believe it yourself, but it does help when, you know, the, the directors are coming up to you and offering you those words of like affirmation. They're saying, you did good. Like, yeah, you're 26 and you kind of are just starting in the industry, but you know, you wouldn't be repped by amazing a uh, huge representation if you didn't have the talent. So I have to keep reminding myself that. And my family's also, you know, keeps me grounded and keeps me thinking that like, I'm worthy of the opportunities that are coming to me. And it's not like, it's not for nothing. Like I really have been in this industry. I always forget, like I started doing voices when I was 12. So technically yes. I've been doing this for years, you know? Yeah. So you just have to remind yourself of all the things you've already accomplished. I just did a huge audition for, um, just for Laughs Comedy Festival. And it was my first time auditioning. And I just did this. That was in New York City okay. when I told you. I want to hear how that went. So, oh my God. <laughs> so I had huge imposter syndrome with that. Cause that, you know, even though this was like new faces doing characters. So it could be, you know, and the rules were very much like minimal, you know, no wigs, don't do flashy stuff. We want to hear the voices speak for itself. And I was like, oh Jesus Christ. Like I love wigs. I love all the flashy stuff. Well, I think costumes get into character. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So when I did it, I mean, and every I, I got to the place and I, you know, I had maybe like three props. It was like a cigarette, sunglasses and an apron. Like those those were my the props. Right. Very minimal. And I'm seeing all these other people. They've got tables. This girl brought eggs. She brought wigs. She had Wait a second. So what? So people don't listen to the rules and they bring all this shit and then they allow it. No one listens to the rules anymore. I should have known. I When I did SNL, people did all of the above. And so I, I just have to remind myself. But for sure, I had imposter syndrome there. And, um, you know, you you get over you You do it. You're like, wow, I survived that. I survived the audition, you know. And uh, you, you mess up one line. It's like, well, I was in front of a stage full of like, you know, there was like 50 people in the audience. Like, you did it. So you just have to do all, get get through those huge milestones and be like, all right. I can fucking do this. Yes, bitch. Yes, yes. bitch. Now, what that's character right. do you have that smokes a cigarette? I mean, did they just give you those props on the way out? Like, they were like, oh, here, here's a cigarette. <laughs> one thing in the, what? Here's your goodie bag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never seen you do a character with a cigarette. All right, it's Giovanna Gagonzola. She's a mob wife, and she wrote Diary of a Mob Daughter. <laughs> and she's on stage, and she's smoking. And all I had was a cigarette. That was it. I had, I had nothing else. They gave you what cigarette sunglasses and a piece of beef jerky. I mean, what? Who? What were those? I've never even seen you do any of those. I mean, come on. Oh, look, here's yeah. a beef stick. Make you make good on it. What? 
I wish, I really wish they would like pull from a hat because then I think we would all be in an equal state. But all of these other um, comedians, you know, they had been doing, they have, they've auditioned five, six times for this comedy festival. And uh, my managers kind of just said like, yeah, look, like this is your first time. No guarantee you get it, but you need to at least start getting in the process. So one day you will be a part of this festival. So that's kind of what this industry is. You got to try a thousand times. Like SNL, just go out I'm just do it. Yeah. Just go out and do it. See, see what it's like. Get a feel for it. And then next year you'll come back stronger. So, you know, that's, that's what I've been doing, but it was funny that the, the one, a couple people that have been doing this like five years in a row, I mean, Jesus Christ, the props they had, they brought out a table. Then they brought out her wigs and she had a dress that had Velcro that she unzipped herself on stage. I mean, <laughs> here I was, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you got I was switching from a cigarette, cigarette to but that was that was on me because i was listening to the rules but you know what in this industry ain't nobody listen to the rules you just gotta do what you want to do honestly and no one's gonna stop you you think greg in the back from stage crew is gonna stop you no okay he's been there for 10 years he's so fucking over it he's like yeah whatever he doesn't give a shit yeah he's like oh you're brought oh you you need to crack eggs on stage all right yeah bring them on i mean what i saw this girl bringing eggs on stage she's for sure gonna get it Really? Well, yeah, she had a full she, fucking she was, omelet bar. I mean, of course she's going to get it. I mean, if I, she gave me an omelet, I'd put her on too. Like, who does this that? This is literally, this is Paul Wharton. He made frittata on stage. Like, he would do something like that. <laughs> He's going to be so jealous of you. Shit, I, I feel like we have to clutch him up when he gets on about all the shit that you've been doing. I mean, he's going to Oh, you know, die. and I just saw... I just got a notification that he mentioned us in his story. So that means he thinks he's coming on the show. Great. Oh, my God. Even better. Even better. He's going to shit his pants when he sees that you've actually had all these auditions because he's been hanging out with Sharon Stone. Meanwhile, I've been hanging out with a 10-week-old. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, God. <laughs> so you're – but you're back to work, and this is amazing. How long did you take – what was maternity leave? Well, it was – okay. I, I I still, to some degree, feel like I'm on maternity leave because I'm, yeah. I'm working from home, right? Like, I – you right. know, and – like all of a sudden, I swear to God, don't you feel like the whole world was closed until like two days ago when everyone and their fucking mother announced that they were going on tour? Like everyone just dropped like I'm on tour. I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to yes. buy? A hundred tickets? I mean, you know, HGTV stars are on tour. Every fucking comedian's on tour. You know, I mean, Paul I'm getting Warren's nervous. On tour. <laughs> what? That'll be the day. You know, I would love to go on tour. All three of us. and We all have our own three acts. I would love that. That well, would be the trio. We're going to eventually do that because that's what Tiffany Haddish does with her friends. That's how like yeah. Flame Monroe and people, they say that Tiffany Haddish like brings her friends now. Like yeah. they, they open for her. Hello, quick break. Healthy, fresh meals. Healthy, fresh meals. Schman and I were just treated to a week's worth of healthy, fresh meals, and they're unbelievable. It's a DC meal prep service that features paleo, vegan, vegetarian meat. They're all healthy. All the calories are right there. Um, you can basically tailor it to your cuisine. And they're already made meals that are delicious and super healthy, as I mentioned. They deliver everywhere from Richmond to Baltimore. Hello, live out in Waldorf, live out in the Dorf. No problem. Live in downtown D.C.? Check. Live in Arlington? Live out here in Leesburg, where I live, out here in the Leesburg City. They deliver there. HealthyFreshMeals.com is the website, and you use the code 25OFF. $25 off your first order. Who doesn't want that? 25 big ones off your first order. HealthyFreshMeals.com. $25 off. Super great flavor. Look, try them. If you have any complaints, email me. You're going to fall in love. The food's delicious. HealthyFreshMeals.com. Use code 25OFF. 
I love that. That's really what this industry is. It should be about helping people, not putting other people down. As we mentioned in show prep, Chrissy Teigen, I mean, very saddened by the news. What's your, by, by the way, because you met her, she hosts, she was the host, right? No, she was a judge. She was a judge in Bring the Funny, yes. Okay, you were on Bring the Funny and you made it what, through the second round? I don't remember. Second round and then I got cut from the second round and, you know, it is what it is. But does anyone even remember? If you had a gun to my head, I couldn't even tell you who won. Who won? <sighs> Valley folk. <laughs> and in the end, the two it was two guys and one girl. They kicked out the girl and they banished her from the troop and they never gave her any of the $250,000. Can you believe that shit? <gasps> what? How do you know that? How do you know that it, happened? That's crazy. It, it was the biggest news because we had a cast like recap and um, they, yeah, the Valley folk, the two guys said like this, this girl doesn't, didn't do anything. She didn't write any of the sketches, even though they signed a contract in the beginning together and they didn't give her a cent. Wow. I wonder if she sued them. Holy shit. That's insane. I know. They made it all the way. They won. And, and bring the funny never got renewed, I guess. Right. I guess it was one and done. I guess. Yeah. One and done. Cause I haven't gotten a call that's coming back. <laughs> I just got a I just got a residuals check for sixty seven cents. So that someone was like, "Let me invest that for you," or "Let me have that." You know, someone what messaged you was like, "Hey, why don't you give me that as an autograph and I'll save yeah. it." And he said, "Yeah, when you make it big, you take us all to like freaking Vegas or like whatever Cabo." I'm like, "Okay, sure." It wasn't even Saint worth Lucia the postage for them to send it to you. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, doesn't it cost you guys money to send this to me? I don't really keep the sixty seven cents. Okay. Wow, that's crazy drama from that show. I didn't realize that. Huge drama. And then there was, that was really the only thing. A lot of people think it was staged. Like there was no way for them to decide on um, the acts because, you know, it was so much different comedy. Like I was doing voices. Other people were doing stand-up. Somebody was doing sketch. It's like, how do you compare the, the all of this? It's so hard. So I, that's maybe why it didn't get renewed, but um, there was also some sketchy shit that went on probably that I don't even know about. Well, yeah, you're right. They but. probably had pre- Okay, look who's here. So supposedly Paul Wart. Paul! Oh my God! <laughs> the fucking... We're back! Friend the car. <laughs> hey, I thought I was the guest on this too. Uh-uh. Well, no, you have to share the spotlight. We, I told you it was AJ was going to be on and mm-hmm. then you were going to join because you had ABC7 this morning. She's a huge fucking star, you know. She's like so close to booking a sitcom. <laughs> what are you going to do? No, this is legit. <laughs> Thank God I was nice to her. Thank God. I was when? Nice. Oh, when? When? <laughs> hey, don't start. You know what Chrissy Teigen did. She canceled that boy. I can still. I, I got... Okay, wait. Have you met Chrissy Teigen? Chrissy Teigen? <laughs> As, wait, Paul, can you hear us? Paul, can you hear us? Classic. He's messing, up the, He's messing up the Wi-Fi again. Here we go. To hear nothing. Wait a minute. Let me take this to... I'm not going to be able to hear anything. My mom is FaceTiming me. You know, nothing's changed. Nothing has changed. God damn it. A technological disaster. Okay? Paul, you've had two years to get it together. Two years to buy a headset. I don't... Look, and I've got this microphone. Look, I have this microphone. Look, look, I got, I ain't got nothing to plug it into. Not a thing. Don't nobody know where the laptop is. Listen, I just, I just watched you give um, your mom a tech, a technological lesson about Bluetooth, and you, you don't know. I'm the tech guru of the family. 
Well, shit, are they even, do they even have internet in their house? I mean, if you're the tech guru, I mean, have they called for rides? Take it off the neighbor next door. We don't got no. <laughs> Use the Wi-Fi from next door. It's hardwired. Wait, okay, this is so good. We're all back together. You, AJ, you know, is legit. Like, shit is going to pop off for her. And then what are you going to do, Paul? Because you hang out with all the celebrities. And then when she's actually a celebrity, I mean, you've treated her like shit all these years. What are you going to do <laughs> when she's trying to control? Why would anybody say Now, you know what? People are going to believe that. <laughs> they don't know this is, all a, this is all made up. Well, you just said it. Now you said it's fake. I didn't treat her like, AJ, that treat you like shit, baby. No, now he wants to pull out the baby. Well, only only when I had to get your dry cleaning and drop you off at the airport. But other than that, I think that was fair game. Yeah, you were you were very nice to me. Did I pay you for it? Get in the dry cleaning and drop you off. Oh, don't even try that. Before I even set my foot out of the car, she would send me an invoice. I'm like, what if my phone is going off already? I just hung my phone. What is happening? Who's calling? Ah, invoice from AJ. Thank you for invoice. Sent. This was before. Well, this was before she was booked and busy. She charged me for everything. It wasn't no. Look, we would go out for margaritas. I pay, and she sent me an invoice for having a conversation. All right. I. I take it back. You treated her well. But, you know, she's, like, auditioning for big shit. Like, all this shit is popping up. But I know you have big things coming that we're going to talk about. I First, though, I, I want to finish this story about Chrissy Teigen. Because I have to say, I'm really trying not to judge people now as a mom. Because I think you really don't know celebrities until you really know them, you know? But mm -hmm. how do you guys feel? I, the Chrissy Teigen thing really bothers me. Because I actually now think she might not be a good person. And we were talking about, Paul, AJ was on Bring the Funny. Chrissy was one of the judges. And remember, like, Chrissy gave her a big hug and everything? Yeah. Okay. I do. So, AJ, what's your thought? Like, I mean, obviously, you didn't, you didn't really get to know her, right, on the show? Not really. She always seemed so nice on set. I mean, she always had her kids on set. John would be on set. I never saw any rude tweeting, none of that. She was very helpful to all the cast members. So this news, I've had her back for a long time. And I even called Courtney Stodden a liar. And then I realized, holy shit, like Chrissy's admitting to all of this bad mouthing. It's so sad. But I, here's the thing. I don't know how you guys feel. Because obviously, I mean, in my time, in my life, you know, I've treated people badly. Like I have regrets, right? But the fact <laughs> that she... You have? <laughs> Who'd you treat badly? Okay, I was going through the list because I was thinking about that. First of all, I was my brother and I were such bullies to our, to my, our cousin Sean back at, like, we were 10 years old. We bullied him okay, so bad. Okay, that's... That's childhood bullies. Well, that's sort just of, where it of... starts. Then I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like I was terrible to my first. She's like, give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> then I feel like I was awful to my first college roommate, Lourdes. I, I feel like I was really mean to her. Like she was really sweet. She, her parents were getting divorced. She was going through a really hard time. We were roommates and like she would like sleep in my bed. I'd get really mad at her. It was anyway, it was I, I feel like I was mean to her. I could have been way nicer. Then, um, oh, I feel like, you know, I never stood up for Sammy when he was getting abused <laughs> on the radio. Like Sammy was getting oh keys my God. thrown at his face and like he would break down in tears. I wouldn't help him out. I feel awful about that. That's just the yeah. beginning. So, I mean, <laughs> but here's my point. But oh, you yeah. know what? Yeah, what's your point? Go ahead. Okay, well, well my point is this. Uh, yes, I think uh, at all times, right, we can say there were people in our lives that we were mean to, but she would, the fact that she tried that with that uh, new guy that came out 
that remember yeah. someone falsified a tweet that he used the n-word and he really it was fake and it was proven fake and then she would go around to people and tell them not to work with him to act she would actively try to stall his career and then goes in courtney stodden's dms so this isn't even public dms and tells her she should off herself i mean that and this woman chrissy was 30 i mean i think that's somebody that's truly mentally troubled i never did that shit what are your thoughts 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 yeah yeah, I agree. And well, the, the thing about the designer, Michael Castillo, you know, here's the thing about this guy. Listen, he's got a few receipts. I get it. Um, she bullied him. I don't go along with it. I think our words have power. I was bullied by three people when I was young. And mm-hmm. it really had me thinking about committing suicide as a young person. It did. Oof, my yeah. support system were my parents, Holly. I had a friend named Cynthia Wilson and a friend named G. Kim. And that was pretty much it. And to me, these three people were destroying my life until one day it occurred to me long before it was trendy or fashionable. It gets better. You know how we did all those campaigns. It gets better. One day I was sitting outside, like just kind of walking and crying. I mean, just a miserable kid just from the other kids kind of bullying me. And I said, you know, I just have to kind of get through this and then I'm going to get out of this town. I'm going to get out of I'm going to go to New York City. You know, I kind of talked to myself and convinced myself it was going to be okay. Yep. Those are three people. She's got 35 million followers. You focus that on one person, you're going to drive that person to experimental duress, suicide, to, to go and shoot up somebody else. I mean, who knows what could potentially happen? Having said all of that, he's no angel. He is a bully that got bullied by a bigger bully. Oh, really? So, you know, my experience in the fashion industry and knowing people that know him, and of course, we all have our shit, okay? I was at a club, and this guy yelled up, hey, you're the guy that doesn't tip. I'm like, fuck off. I tip. (laughs) You're the guy who doesn't tip. I put people's kids through school. Yeah. I said, who the fuck you you been talking to that said that? The Sarah Fraser show. You're right. (laughs) Uh, Who blabs? But, you know, people just, you know, they, they start these little things and then, you know, it kind of gets back. But this guy is no angel. I mean, you know, he's been accused of keeping dresses from black actresses, only putting dresses on Beyonce as his only kind of black um, celebrity that he dresses. So he's got some shit with him, but she came in with the big guns. And I mm-hmm. am not a fan of any of it because I look at Chrissy Teigen right now and I'm concerned for her mental health. Because you yeah. look at her, she's not the most stable person, you understand, from the miscarriage um, and all the other traumas that she's been through and the way that she internalizes things and communicates it back to the public. Like, I'm concerned about her state of mind and her well-being. So I think this is the deal. The bottom line to me is we're responsible for our actions and our reactions, okay? And all we really have to focus on is not ruining somebody else's day. Like, it's not my business to go out in these streets and ruin somebody's day. That's pretty fucked up. It, yeah. It starts there. You know what? Definitely. I think that was, like, well, so well said. I mean, I feel like you just, like, you nailed that segment. You really did. Like, you're on fire today, Paul. <laughs> Thank you for coming in. <laughs> you know what? Now I feel, now Thank I have to coming. breathe. <laughs> Thank you for being here. That was great. All right. Now we can take you off stream here. No, great. Uh, can you pull the car? Can you pull the car around? Please? Pull the car around, sweetie. Go. Emily. Okay. <laughs> Emily. 
Paul, how many units? How, be honest. How many units of that fucking Aunt Vera's Rolls Royce candle have you sold? I mean, your shit. <laughs> it must be a lot. It must be a lot because you're doing well. <laughs> I'm doing all right. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Okay, now when you get your show has been picked right. up, right? So you're casting Sarah and me in your show, yeah, right? Right. What's the deal? Well, there's there's a few different shows, and I'll and let me give you a little tease of what's going on. So you know, um, I have the show that I created that years ago. I don't say the name, okay? Out okay. Loud because you know, but the show about the women, the iconic women in Hollywood. Let's just leave it there. But I partnered with Mona Scott Young on that, and I tell you. So many people had an opinion about Mona Scott Young when I first started working with her because they're scared of her from love and hip hop. Mm -hmm. So they think she's like the big bad TV lady that makes Cardi B like, you know, throw punches and all that other kind of crazy stuff. But she is a phenomenal producer. I have been doing this type of work for many, many years, but I'm going to tell you something. I have never been allowed into the room where all of the functions are going on, the meetings and the contract negotiations Mona took me to church, okay? She <laughs> let me in. There was nothing off limits. Of course, I came up with a show, but I've come up with shows before and never been privy to anything. Mm -hmm. Because if you're privy to it, you know how everything works. You ask for more money, and nobody wanted me to do that. But this has been a phenomenal, it's an extremely stressful experience. But from thought to casting to story mining and how you create those stories and and following these characters their their love life their career their family life what's their a story their b story their c story how do we feed in kind of the ancillary characters i have learned so much ladies you know people think you can't teach old dogs new tricks but i'm going to tell you i went back to school on this mm -hmm. i've got some tricks up my sleeve and the sky's the limit because you know now i've got it only took me 20 years to get a decent agent. So AJ, you're way ahead of me on that. <laughs> you're way ahead of me on that. But you know, I'm selling shows. You know, I've got something over at Discovery Plus. Yeah. Know, and I've got that out there with BET. And I'm going back to London tomorrow and to start on a new show where I will be helping women kind of break out of the mental funk of the pandemic. Their families intervene and give them a loving intervention and then call me in and then we put the pieces back together. So I'm super excited about that. And, you know, hey, I'm on God's time, guys. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the, I love a good joke, but I'll just get serious about this for one second. Because, <laughs> you know, we always say, oh, it didn't happen for me. And I'm not rich yet. Oh, I'm not famous yet or whatever your goals are. Yeah, you we know, all, mine all three of us have the what? same goals. Yeah, yeah. It's we know. Really is, yeah. We're keep all trying to keep the lights on. You want to do more than that. <laughs> I want to keep the lights on. And, they, and they're on pretty solid now, which is great. <laughs> but I just want to be able to... <laughs> I, wish they would, I wish they would turn the light on. This one. <laughs> what happened to these lights? Because <laughs> one thing I know is not the light bill. I have one thing I know. There was times I didn't know what it was to turn the lights off. But I don't now. But um, yeah, that, that's pretty much what I'm doing. So, you know, I feel like producer first, talent second, and I just want to enjoy my life. And wow. I cannot figure out these fucking AirPod Pros, AirPod Pros. They're, what well, they're, in the they're, world? What? They're <laughs> out. <laughs> they look so good. Okay, well, try them. Are you sure you got it in the I right earlobe? I can't them in my ear. <laughs> you actually, do the AirPods fit better in your ears? <laughs> I can't keep them in my ear. What's wrong with your ears? Can't keep them in. Get more earwax okay. in there. No, you know what? The, the AirPods Pros are differently shaped than the AirPods. 
Oh, okay. Throw. Oh, okay. Are, are we? Are you? Well, how are you gonna? How are you gonna hear us? I can hear you through my iPad. Okay. There we go. Oh. There we go. Okay. Okay. What? So that's Paul, you're so sage-like. I mean, uh, uh, what? What's? I'm on, I'm, sweetie. I'm on God's time now. Ooh, I feel good, spiritual. You know, it's all a journey. I I, I could. Pray for you, but then I'm gonna curse your ass out afterwards. You know that. No, I just get out of I don't have any fight in me. Listen, I'm going back to my fabulous love, Gary. I'm flying to. Okay, you know what? We I, I have questions about Gary because we heard that you know you you loved him, but you know he just wasn't maybe the one. But he's the one. Who'd you hear that from? Probably I don't know. Maybe I made it up, but. <laughs> I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches vacation.com. <laughs> You're looking at it. Well, it's somewhere in this circle because well, I heard the same thing about Shaman and uh, how you see. <laughs> That's right. Talk about that. Why are you always trying to bring the fight out in me? <laughs> I'm trying to be zen. Okay, okay, okay. Light the sage. Light the sage again. <laughs> no, listen. I, I listen. Who knows where we're going to end up? But for now. That man is loving and kind, and he treats me so gently. And, you know, that's what I need in my life. I don't want another 
me like raging around. I'm not a rager, but what I'm saying is all this stuff going on. And he's got to balance all these things. Yes. Gary's a simple man. He's kind. He's loving. He dances well. You know, when when he sees me, baby, baby, I said, baby, and I said, we have this little word. We call it rubbings. When he gives me cuddles, oh, I say, honey, can I have some rubbings? And he just thinks it's so funny. So we well, I'm glad he does because I don't. <laughs> you said what? I said I'm glad he does because I don't. Oh, girl, I really wanted to. What happened? You know, I have never liked him since he said my shirt was wrinkled. I'm still mad about that. <laughs> who, who said your shirt was wrinkled? Was that was that Schmiggy? Uh-huh. That was Schmiggy at our live show because it was a linen shirt and Iggy, he he you know, he doesn't know fashion very well. So he thinks that like linen is just wrinkled cotton. It's like, "No, honey, linen. I have taught him though. We're getting better. We're getting better." Are you still with them talking about it's not working out? What's up? Um, we're still we're still together. We did have a moment of weakness when I was away for a month shooting, but um we're still together. He is like the foundation. Um, yeah, we're, tr we're going to see if it works, but I am moving to LA in about three weeks. I'm, I'm scheduled to, so we'll see. I cannot I fucking it. wait. Oh my God. We'll I see. But we've been, we've been through it all together. You know, that one person that just like, they've accepted you for all your craziness. You know, I have a lazy eye when I have like, you know, four vodka sodas and he still accepts me. So I know, but you know, Jeremy Renner will accept you as well. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That's true. I mean, come on, right? You're 27. I mean, I know. And I, Schminky is such a good person. I get it. I get it. But, you know, if I had moved to L.A. at 27, Schman would be old hat. See? <laughs> so tell me, everybody's moving to L.A., huh? That's the plan. Although, I mean, now, okay, I've told you guys this. I pitched a talk show a year and a half ago, and now it looks like it's yes. really happening. But it looks like it may actually, they may run the pilot and film the pilot in D.C. So I'm getting a little concerned because I, yes, I totally, Schman, we are moving come December. But now I'm worried because where's this show going to be? And my fear is I don't want to move to New York, but I feel like they're going to, if when this show gets picked up, because I'm speaking it into existence, then it's going to yes. be like, let's move. They're going to want to film it in New York. And I'm like, oh, live in fuck, Jersey. I, I just came back from Jersey this weekend. Jersey. I, I love it? Jersey city. I love Jersey city. All right. Maybe I need to spend more time in New Jersey and not New. I just, I feel like I'm like, Oh, New York now after the pandemic, I'm just like, Oh, I don't want to live in New York. No, city. you have a family. You're going to be a big talk show host. You moved to Montclair, New Jersey or over there where Whoopi lives. I won't say her city name, but she lives close to there. But Montclair is fabulous. And it's 12 mm -hmm. miles from the city. You get a fabulous backyard. Everybody has pools. It's and amazing. How many year, how many seasons do you think I'll get before I'm totally canceled? <laughs> you, I think you got three in you. I do too. I thought three too. That was my blink. I thought this show <laughs> will run three seasons and I will be absolutely I'll be fucking. You guys think you think Chrissy Deegan's canceled? Oh, okay. I'm, don't you worry. You guys better call me the day that it blows up on the well, internet. Well, Chrissy has gone. You better try to curb your enthusiasm a little bit and, <laughs> and stick to the script because now you got KJ and you're the Oprah of the family. So you better that's right. That's right. I don't know what, if soccer can pay the bills all the way. It's and the truth. Canceled left and right. I know. So I mean, time. I'm probably See, the. Say I know. I'm probably the only white Black, person. That, gay, I know. Black. I'm not going to say shit. I'm going to stick. Oh. When they roll that teleprompter, good morning and welcome to the show. It's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not deviating one word. I'm not deviating whatever they, they wanted. No, <laughs> they, do not go. Do not go off script, Sarah. Do not go off cut, script, bitch. Look, yeah. Cut to segment two, day one. <laughs> oh, no, my titties are. Lived, uh, 
My titties are dripping. What's happening? You're so hot. Oh my God. Is there HR here? What? That's good. Look, beep. Like the whole screen. Beep. That is so Wait, Sarah, he, he did a perfect, he did a perfect impression. Oh, we're live? Oh, well, I better just keep going. Okay, well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, sw I'm already sweating. I smell like burnt onions. <laughs> Everything. You get, You just nailed me like 100. You need to do a where whole. You, that's you. Yeah, that's where have you been keeping little... that? I do Paul, then Paul does Sarah. And I do no one. But you know what? Come on my show. Come on my whitewash show. It's going to be so white bread. This show is going to be. And today we're cooking pasta. Oh, my Four God. different ways. Can you talk about it? What it is? Or is it a secret? Well, I don't really know. Like, everything's a secret, right? Every fucking thing's business. a secret. Yeah. Well, I don't think any of us should really say what the projects are until it's actually got an air yeah. day. Don't you guys? I feel like. Yeah. It's, right. You guys, I am so excited, though. I truly believe all of us are going to pop off at the same, like, right around the same time. Like, I really do. I think this is, we've all been working so hard. I'm so excited. And I, I think that this is inspiring to people because AJ talked about imposter syndrome before you get on, Paul. But then she also talked about, and I bet you're facing this too, because I am as well. The business now does not want to pay entertainers and they want you to be the most talented person in the room. Okay, AJ, tell me more about that because they want you to edit. They want you to do the stand up. They want you to write. So what are your agents and stuff saying about that? Just do it. They're just saying budgets are getting smaller and they are getting more uh, stingy with their money. You know, they want to keep it for the top dogs. So when they look at someone like me, who's the talent, I not only have to be the talent, but I have to be able to like produce and write. Like a lot of the times I'll go into on set and they're like, okay, what other sketches did you have prepared for us? And I was like, I have to write too. I mean, I'm only getting paid day rate. I, you yeah. know, it's like, are you going to pay me twice? Because if I'm going to be a writer and a, a talent, you know, they just they just want so much more from us because I think we have like we can use our phones as our platform now. So they're thinking like, well, the fact that you're here, you have to prove it why you're here and it, they just expect a lot more i think and they want to pay you just for one role and they don't want to pay you for everything so it is crazy my agents are like yeah like you have experience in all of the above so just do all of the above be the best that you can be and be the first one in the last one out and i'm like <laughs> okay i'm on two hours of sleep y'all so hold up i was gonna say you're trying to go out drinking with irene and do a little coke i mean you need to get like a 10 a.m call a little <laughs> Oh, thanks one to no one. <laughs> oh, please. I'm trying to do cocaine because, see, I, as you know what's weird? I never wanted to do drugs until now. I'm like 38 or 39, and I just want to smoke weed. All, and now I can't. I have this kid. But isn't it weird? Now I'm like, oh, you know, all these drugs out here seem great, except for fentanyl. I'm staying away well, from that. Well, somebody offered well, me some good. I mean the other day. And I'm like, I ain't trying nothing new. I can't try a thing, child. It is over for me. Look. <laughs> You know, the part about some mushrooms. What do I look like walking around looking up at the sky like that? <laughs> I would love to do shrooms. See, you know what? We should we should pitch a show. It's like getting dug with high. We should pitch a show with the trio, <laughs> and we all everybody we does all... shrooms now. All these things yeah. are medicinal. Well, it's microdosing shrooms, you know. Oh. So don't do a lot. You just microdose. Have you guys seen that guy? He was like on the Breakfast Club and on Joe Rogan, who's advocating that you can use heroin and it can help you have like a better experience. Have you guys seen this, Doctor Carl? Uh, oh, have you seen him? He has a whole book about why drugs are good. I got to get him on the show. But anyway, I looked at him and he's he hot. Seems right up your alley. You think he's hot? Oh, okay. 
right. Is he balding? No, he's an older, handsome black man with dreads. And I thought, oh, my God, I'd do heroin with you in a heartbeat. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) No. So how is your kid, Sarah? Look. So where is KJ? Where is KJ? Where is he? I strapped him in his uh, snow. He's fine. You really came out of maternity leave with a bang, huh? So yeah, anyway, I'm thinking about doing heroin with this older black guy with dreads. I think it'd be good for the show. Look, keep Sarah in in a in a locked apartment for two months. This bitch is ready for it all. It's true. It's true. Like I am ready to get out. Um, my son is great. I have to tell you guys, and I think I don't know. I guess I'd be curious about your opinions. I love being a mother. Like I feel as though something was missing in my life, and now, I, like I wake up and I look at him, and it's the most joy and happiness. And and you know what? I love it. Paul, to your sage advice, I truly believe no matter now, like I didn't feel this way before, but I think whatever happens in my life, if the talk show takes off, if I become famous, if I don't, if I'm rich or I'm not rich, I feel like now I'm going to be just fine because like I'm KJ's mom and I just, I I just want to be his mother and I want to just, I want to raise somebody who is going to make this world a better place. That's it. I love that. I love what you said in one of your stories about him. And you were saying, you know, I just want to make sure this little guy is going to be okay. I just want to make sure that he has everything he needs. And I feel like that this is a stressful time where we're coming out of a of a, an extremely yeah. traumatic and stressful time for parents, especially new parents, because you're bringing your children into this world and it seems like there's so much chaos and there's so much division and, and hatred. So I feel like um, the fact that you are so loving and committed, I think you're a fabulous mother. Just watch, I love, I get up and go to your story just to see you and the baby. I think it's great. I love him so much. I, I truly feel like now there, yeah, like my life is so complete with him. And and I think you're right. I think that's my next mission. And and for this pot, like my podcast and I think the talk show is I just want to bring people back together and have open conversation because I just feel like that's not happening in the media and the division is insane. And I mean, look, we're three friends from all different ethnic backgrounds, and we've been yeah. friends. We've been through fights and not fights and money disputes and good things and bad things. And like, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I wasn't involved in any of that. Did we ever fight? I didn't fight with anybody about no damn money. Oh, yes, guys. Remember, we had a test <laughs> chain. We had a second, te- second day on the job. <laughs> Paul is walking out of the DC improv. And you know what? The last time you sold five potato bag chips, and you know what? I asked for more money, so bye. You're gonna you're gonna regret getting rid of me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> you want some whack Arnold? You gotta go through me. I brought these motherfuckers in here, and you know who got? You know when I came here, you were selling six hundred and twelve commercials for that damn tortilla plate. And you got thirty two dollars and sixty eight cents. And yeah. I found you. Yeah, we yeah. a nickel out of two pennies. <laughs> and I've taught you how to make some money up in this motherfucker. And this is how you do me? Give me my money for that last bag of potato chips. Okay, back oh, yeah. to back, right, yeah. back to my point. We've all been for oh, so that that reminded Paul of the fight. <laughs> Look, we're we have we covered all. We're gay, black, white, married, single with a kid. We, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we, look, we have been through thick and thin, right? Off And and I feel like there are so many more friend groups like us out there having open conversations, but that's not portrayed in the media. It's just all black versus white right now or Latinx versus white or whatever. It's, it's so disheartening, you know? I mean, we got to have show content where we have discussions and people don't yell at each other and walk out or, you know, it's like. Wow. 
That is so deep. That's so true. Um, AJ, are you getting back into stand-up? I wish we could all do a show together if we're ever in the same I know. Channel. We were saying that. We were, we were just saying how all these uh, comedians are coming out of the woodworks and they're just announcing their, their live tour dates like all over the country. And we were saying like, wouldn't it be amazing if we did like Tiffany Haddish and we all did like a trio show together with our own sets? Be amazing. Now, Paul, you got to come back from London. When are you coming back from London? Yeah. Well, I'm back in six weeks. I'm back a couple times this summer. It's not going to be like before. Um, before when you were there for like. That's why I stayed yeah. so long. Because, you know, my whole point about expanding was the fact that I could kind of, you know, be there, be here, whatever. So now right. that um, I can travel and the people from the UK can't, that means the prices are low. And <laughs> Yeah, you're all good. <laughs> you know I mean? Well, look, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure anytime I can book us a night at the Tally Ho out here in Leesburg. So, you know, <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe Magoobies out in Baltimore, they'll take us. <laughs> Magoobies will definitely let us do a night. 100%. Wait, I have a question. Did the M DC Improv blackball us? Because I feel like we can't seem to get a date. <laughs> no. Probably. I think I, I talk to Allison fairly frequently. I mean, I think they've been so, you know, with DC having such oppressive closure, you know, they were like shut down for a year. So I think she's been, and you know, they put out like how rough it was and how they were just trying to save their business. So I think they're just like trying to get back out of a hole. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine like they were, they're the premier nightclub and they've not been able to book anybody for a year. They're back open now. Back open now. I, yep. think, I think we could talk to Allison like any night we wanted to do. Well, I love it. Well, you know what? I'll come back for a show. AJ, you come back from L.A. And we should do a reunion show. Would you guys come out to see us? Oh, I my God. That would be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it. They would do it. Look, I know we got to wrap up because AJ's booked and busy. You're booked and busy. What's like, okay, what's on your mind? What's like the last topic or question um, or thing you want to add? And then, of course, we'll promote everything you guys are working on where you want, like that you can say. I know we've got a lot of things we can't say. All right, AJ, what's going on with you? What do you want to talk about? With NDAs and whatnot. Well, uh, I, I've been working on a, um, for a long time, a Hil Hilaria Baldwin impression. And uh, because, you know, she goes in and out of Spanish and English all the time, all, all the dingle dingle time. It's like, can you just choose a, a, an ethnicity? Okay. Yeah. So today she launched with Alec Baldwin. If this show comes out on Tuesday, Tuesday, she, she just launched a podcast with her husband, Alec Baldwin. And I'm like, what are these two going to talk about? And, and, and will she be English? Will she be Spanish? We don't know. I hope both. I hope both. What host will she be? Yeah. So um, I just find it interesting that she is now starting a podcast um, because, you know, who isn't these days? It's like I'm over the celebrities coming out with podcasts. No shit. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just over it. Yeah. I like that rant. I'm with you 100%. If one more fucking I celebrity launches a podcast in quarantine. Well, now we're not quarantining, but whatever. <laughs> Right. Everybody's out. I don't see a mask in sight anymore. You know what? I mean, people are over it. They're done with it. I thought we still had to wear them, but Me I too. guess not. Was there any point to the masks? That seems crazy. Nothing. Paul. 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 You're frozen. Paul. Paul. Am I frozen? Paul, what do you, Is it Paul, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, what's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind? What's on my mind is... I guess I've had a, a, some very interesting experiences from L.A. It was a little traumatic. Oh. It, it was a little traumatic because it was like a lot of um, the work was so intense. And 
for me, you know, we joke about me being high maintenance and, or whatever, but I realize what a kind person I am and how mean other people are. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm serious. Because people, yeah. no, they're like fucking mean. <laughs> really? Like, like, like when you were in the room, were they shooting down ideas? Were they just backstabbing? What kind of mean? Backstabbing. Oh, I was talking in somebody's face. They walk out of the room. They tell you why you, you know, you're interviewing this person as a, you know, whatever. And then they tell you 10,000 reasons why, because they've heard about the person, why you shouldn't hire them for this. Everybody is trying to pull each other down. Um, wow. A lot of extreme narcissism, like extreme. You know, we have fun, but no, I'm talking about on a whole yeah. other level. Right. Like, I am God. I, I'm like, what? You who? What happened? Who? Yeah. You know, so it was, I'm still digesting all of all of that so i guess what i'm thinking about is just mental health and making sure you check in with yourself i mean i am out here to live a joyful life and that became yes. really clear to me because yeah somebody can pull out their big fat checkbook and but i don't want to become that i don't want to mm -hmm. be a crab in a barrel pulling other people yeah down to try to get up yeah getting ahead you yeah. know what i mean so it 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 kind of took a little, it's, it's taking a minute to come back up from that because it was so disheartening. It's like, is this really where I want to, to spend be. Uh, the next 20 years of my career around these motherfuckers? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it's really just about knowing who you are and the kind of person that you are and are going to be or want to be going through life and really staying true to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's all I say, you know, AJ, as you go, I want you to skyrocket, girl. You know, I message you and tell you, I want the best for both of you. I want y'all to Thank have you. everything. But one thing that um, I like that we've had is we really do enjoy each other. We root for each other. We do. And um, I just want you ladies to win. And I don't want that to ever change. I don't care how well you do. I, well, I feel that for both of you guys. And I love, and we do, we do joke on this show, but we all truly are best friends, like off the show. And we really root for each other. And <laughs> the only thing I want to ask you guys is how many more th kids do you think I can pump out of this vagina and still have any career at all? Because I really want two more One. kids. One? You want two? You keep saying, we I always said two, two for you. You want three kids. I want three kids. Yes. I'm loving being a mom. I don't know. I mean, I might just like grow all my hair out, which is like, won't be a stretch. And just like, I don't know, do a hippie mom and just let them suck on my tits, like live on my, you know, IG story. <laughs> well, people love a pregnant host. So why don't you get your show picked up first and then get pregnant? Okay. I like it. I'm, I'm going to try to have two more kids, you know, but I'll be 40 next year. Do one more. Do a girl. <laughs> no, I want two more. I don't even care. All right, look, I love you both. Promote what you... I, I love you guys so much. I can't wait to see you. We need a drinking day, whether it's in Los Angeles uh, or D.C., like before please. you guys go. I mean, we need to get drunk and we could do some other thing. No, okay, I can't. I'm a mom. Anyway. Where, <laughs> I love where, it. What I are you guys... What are you working on? What are you promoting? Go. Well, I have a new book coming out this summer called Pretty Twisted. It's an ultimate guide to fabulous cocktails and entertaining at home. And it's a coffee table book. So it's going to be nice and big and you can put it in your house and it's going to be fabulous. I'm also doing life coaching for creative entrepreneurs, people that want to, if you have to create, if you want to eat, I'm your guy because I know how to make that happen. And also the balance of the joy and all that. So we, I'm working with Dr. Charlotte Stokes Manning. 
and we are putting together a full series of workshops and programs and it's all at pulling it all together Dot com and you can follow me on Instagram at paulwhartonstyle.com. Come along, Paul across the pond, baby. <laughs> I, love it. I love it so much. Paul across the pond. <laughs> you haven't seen that? I've I seen have. It. No, I have. I loved it, and I loved your OK Magazine tour home, and you had a big zebra head, and you go, oh, this is my zebra. <laughs> <laughs> and I love my outdoor patio, sweetie. This is my garden, which at this moment has no flowers, but we're gonna get it right. Uh, and no. then and then all the flowers come out, and then the flowers, they look beautiful. You like all that? I had it painted while I was gone. I'm gonna, it's gonna You did? Fabulous, yeah. Next time we just have to have AJ do a full impression of you the entire time. Sweetie! Whole time. Whole time. I'll get texts from Paul at 3 in the morning. Sweetie, can you send me that video of you doing an impression of me? I want to show people because they want to see you doing me. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know where that is. (laughs) I lost that. I got to look for it right now. God, that's funny. Oh, my God. God. I got to find that. What are you working on that you can promote and where can people follow you? That I can promote. I will be featured on the Drew Barrymore show for uh, comedians on her. On her, she has a segment called um, Banana Moors. So I'll, that'll be coming out it, between like July first, July fifth. But you can see it on her digital channels. And uh, every Friday, I'm on the Taylor Strecker radio show. I'm one of the one of the ten co-hosts. And uh, yeah, hopefully the sketch show gets picked up, and you guys will see me on the big streaming services and i will be a part of a all latinx cast so Ooh. we're very excited Ooh. i love that yeah andrea lopez comedy.com for all my upcoming dates all the information of what's coming up yada yada are you going on tour too are you doing some stand-up tours or dates or i'm doing i'm doing stand-up but it's more in like local spots a little bit in la just but i'm not doing like an actual tour although i would love to but my yeah. my schedule is too crazy right now i don't know if i'm going to be in philly or la so um if i am doing shows i will obviously promote them on my instagram you'll get there absolutely yes. um okay well new yes. episodes of tsfs every monday wednesday um i got a bunch of t-shirts i'm selling as well i'll let you know about that. <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> They're, le- they're, they're leftovers from like years ago that we never sold. Okay, great. Yeah, humanity, uh, they're called Humanity Has No Brand. They're on sale. They're on no, no, the one with the big pink lips that haunted me. When you took my name off the wall and you put them big white woman lips up, I said, no, she didn't take my name off the wall and put them white woman lips up on the wall. Oh. I did. And I'm selling these t-shirts 10 bucks. They're discounted. Humanity Has No Brand. She... Oh God! I'm she needs right new now. room. No, I'm gonna buy one right now. I need so new. I take it out of my fee. Okay, I'll take it out of your fee, and then, look, look, and then, look, look. <laughs> let's have another money fight since y'all claim we fight so much about. It. We do. Right, right. And then 7 p.m. on Tuesday nights, like it or not, on Fox Five if you're in the D.C. area. Um, and then yeah. I can't wait. I uh, I can't wait to announce this whatever other project. But we'll wait. We'll wait. Anyway, all right, guys. I love we'll you guys so news. much. Thank you for your time. I know you guys are booked and busy. We all are. So, love you. Bye. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.